0: So, it is summer, and people usually get the travel bug. We see tons of people going out, traveling all over. Maybe we're just tired. We want to get outside. We've been stuck in all you know season or winter. And so I thought I'd do a Friday flashback and give you some of the best of the best of my tips in travel. Since I'm about to be traveling, and a lot of you guys are asking me questions on how I do things. Now, I am not rich. I travel on a dime. I am totally all about the deals, about the cheapest and best way to get things, but for the best experience. So... This is like 20 plus years of um, travel experience that I'm going to share with you. We did a travel series about, I think it was last year when I was going to Ethiopia, Turkey. We were headed to Italy and Greece as well, but they had a fire, much of like the fires that we're seeing now. So that got scrapped but we are going overseas as we speak inshallah maybe to egypt london possibly amra we're trying up there's some last minute stuff want to share with you how i do it how i get it on the cheap and going to do a flashback to just one of a huge series and if you want to catch more of this you can go on my youtube channel and catch the rest of the travel series but let's do it let's talk about how to travel on the cheap but at the best possible way Just before the series starts in here and we put the flashback, I should let you guys know we have a ton of crazy stuff going on all of the summer, especially in August. There's just tons and tons of events and i want to make sure you don't miss them. Um, We're having the life of the Prophet Yusuf. We're having a whole series on that, ways to kind of be relaxed and calm yourself on the go. We have beauty and self-care series with a dermatologist, how to bite the cellulite. We have sessions on that, turning playtime into your time, connecting with the Quran nutrition and self-care sessions how to be happy in your own skin revert classes halakas just so much inside of thrive muslima so if you're interested in any of that and joining us these are all 100 live sessions you can dm me on instagram at mindful other than that enjoy the series and can't wait to see you guys inside the lives Hello, Sam
1: Alaikum. Thank you for joining us for the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast coming to you twice a week on topics that you care about, like parenting, love, relationships, life hacks, all the good stuff. And we are here Mondays and Fridays. And we just come with 95% of what we do is what you guys DM me about on Instagram or email us about and ask us or people on Thrive, all of our sisters on Thrive, shout out to sisters on Thrive and all of the women in our school. We have classes and courses. We have book clubs. I get tons of requests. I have a big list. I literally take it to heart and I just make podcasts about it. What you guys might not know about me is travel is my thing. Like if I could have a thing other than this, um, it would be travel. You know, it's really funny. My kids really love watching Mark Weens. I don't know if you guys know he's about, he's a YouTuber that if you look at his, he has like, he's gone all over the world and he's traveled and, and he does like food reviews. And if you see his title that he gave himself in the videos, it's full-time eater. Like, he's just a full-time eater. Like, if that was, if it was my dream, my dream thing to do, I think it would be travel and eating other than giving dawah. Like, I love giving dawah and I love doing podcasts and I love supporting women. And if I could think of, like, my free time thing that'd be, like, super cool to do, it would definitely be that. So love to travel, love to try new cuisines, meet new people, go all over the world. And that's what I do whenever I can. So about two years ago, we did a huge trip to Southeast Asia. We went to, we tried to do five countries. We only did four, only because I didn't want to spring the $80 per visa for Vietnam, because that was a whole nother additional expense, but we do crazy travel. And I'm gonna uh, like basically unleash in this travel series exactly how I get everything on the cheap and just so you could do it too. So very excited, so this is Um, what I'm going to talk about in this part is how to get flights, accommodations, and taxis without getting ripped off on the cheap and in the best locations possible and all that good stuff. All right. So I have tons of tips because after traveling to country upon country upon country, there's things that you learned right alhamdulillah and so if i've made any mistakes i'd like you not to make the ones i did so i'm giving you everything ahead of time said so that you could do it a bit better a bit faster a bit cheaper and a bit more enjoyable than i once did back in the day when i didn't quite know how to do it this good so and i and every time i literally am such a dork. I have a notebook. I carry it with me and I travel and I take notes like I'm a student of that country, like I am a student of life, right? So for example, when I went to Turkey the first time, um, I had my little notepad and I wrote down stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, like wish I would have known this for next time. Then I went back to Turkey the second time, and I knew a bit more and I had explored other areas of Turkey. Like I didn't just go to Istanbul. I went to other places like Antalya and, you know, maybe this time we're going to go to like just different parts. Right. And then now I'm going to go back to Turkey for a third time. And many of you guys know I had to do a surgery, there, a surgery there. I had to do part one and now I'm doing part two. The first time I went to Turkey was for Umrah. Um, I was passing through there when I was going to Umrah, So that was that experience. But like now I'm going for the second part of my surgery and we have to go back and I'm like i'm gonna find even better stuff that i can do and on the cheap and whatever so um yeah I, i'm literally dork like geeking out with my notebook and now that we're going to ethiopia and this is the second time our family has gone i didn't go last time but some of our other family did they're already there actually waiting for us and um so again like got my notebook do my research um I, what i would say one of the number one things i would tell all people who want to travel is do your research like don't be lazy do your research two main reasons you want to do your research. One is because I cannot tell you how many times I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just look that up when I get there. I'll just download that app when I get there. And then I get there and the Wi-Fi is spotty. Or I'm trying to download an app for two days because the Wi-Fi is so weak. Or because there's some issue where we can't connect to the Wi-Fi because of our phones or we're moving around so there is no Wi-Fi like I can't tell you you don't want to depend on the Wi-Fi of the place you're going to for major things what types of things and this is probably a bonus I'm gonna add on right now I was not planning on doing this but I do realize the value in it so I want to share this with you certain things you want to download before are any apps you're gonna need in the other country one app I definitely suggest you to use, especially if you're going to countries where they do not speak English and, you know, you'd love to think they speak English, but you never know because you get into places. Sometimes they're rural places. Sometimes when you think you're going to go one place, but you have to travel through another place, um, getting, um, you know, just having the ability to have that app. So for example, Google, um, Google translate, I think they have an app and, I'll see if I could link it below exactly. And what happens is you want to get the offline version, so whether or not there's Wi-Fi, you can still translate. I remember I was in Jakarta, I was in Indonesia, and it was like I I was doing my Airbnb right, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, like they'll generally speak with me in English because it's, it's they're renting a house to people from US and Canada so they know like you know we have to talk to them. And I get there and the guy shows up to give me the key and everything and I'm looking at him and I'm like hi blah 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 and he's just like mm, no no English here. <laughs> and I'm like oh man I thought you might have something or they would at least send somebody to greet me not at all. But he's actually the one who taught me because he was like one minute And he pulled out his phone and he's like Google translating everything he was saying from, you know, his language to my language. And then he's like here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. And thank goodness he showed me that. It was like the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because wherever I was going after that, for whatever reason, there were not a lot of people that spoke English. And even though it's not like I'm assuming people should speak English, but it's like at major places, sometimes you'd assume like an airport or like the. Don't assume guys it's not. And so honestly, from that experience, I learned to download that, have it offline. I use that a lot in Turkey. A lot in Turkey. Turkey was very hard. And you'd think people speak English in Turkey, but a lot of times you're interacting with the average person. It's not the case. Or sometimes you have to to use what people understand, and I happen to have a degree in language. So I I guess I understand this and I'd like to express it to other people. Um, And there's also vocabulary. Some people won't know certain vocabulary, but they'll know other vocabulary. For example, they might be able to say hi. Um, you know how are you like how much is that or how many do you want and that's basic stuff but let's say you need to talk to them about something very specific like you're having an issue with your visa or you're having an issue with like just random things that you need to get direction on something that is a topic about computers or something that's a topic about um, cooking or like just you have to understand not everybody knows every set of vocabulary in that language and so it's really, really just really good idea to download that first. Other one is um taxis. So I'll get to taxis in a minute, but just definitely, definitely, and I definitely do it from now on, download whatever taxi app, and they do vary by country. No, don't assume everybody has Uber wherever you're going. And, and don't assume that there's not a taxi app. Don't assume like, oh, I'm just going to have to take whatever. Nope. A lot of countries have their own taxi apps. So you just got to know which one it is, and inshallah, business ala use that and make sure that that's what you're using in that country because that's where you're going to get the best rates and the easiest service and it's just going to be easy for you all around and so taxi apps i definitely download before google translate and then if i have any booking services like booking.com or price let's say i use those i would definitely download those one more thing i would is god forbid you need to go between countries um, which i do often it's so easy to see like for example i went to southeast asia as many of you guys know for about forty three hundred dollars for five people to stay for an entire month now that's coming from the U.S. and the average U.S. person if you've ever tried to get a ticket to Malaysia or Indonesia you know they typically cost about twelve hundred dollars a person so just flights alone could cost that much or more but I did that with um, flights accommodations and food. And that's how much I spent for like an entire month in Southeast Asia. So that's really good. I mean, some people like, Oh my gosh, 43,000. That's excuse me, 4,300. That's a lot. Not for as many people were traveling for as long as we did and with flights included. So just telling you like there's ways to do these things. So the other thing I would download is any flight apps. So for example, if you're using Skyscanner or you're using like, you know, um, any accommodation apps like Agoda, you never know when you get to that country, if all of a sudden the accommodation has to change. For example, we have family members just this year. I said they went to Ethiopia. They booked on Airbnb. And I'll get to this in accommodations too. They booked on Airbnb and they thought that the accommodation was ready for them. And it, they gave it, they gave it away. They got there with a whole bunch of kids. They had brought their whole family, tons of luggage. Guy just never answered them and took their money on an Airbnb. So like you ha- and I already called it out that it was shady because I said to my husband, he, he you guys paid in full, not my husband, like someone else in the family, I'm like they paid in full, but he didn't give up the address. And they're like, oh, they'll get the address when they're there. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's weird. He, he's like, oh, he told us it was on this road. And then I look at this road. It was a highway. It was a major highway that like went across all of Addis Ababa. And I was like, this is not now. There's something wrong. And everybody's like, oh, you always get worried. I was like, mm, don't have a good feeling. Sure enough, they get there. Nobody answers the phone. It's eight of them standing there with eight to 12 pieces of luggage and a whole bunch of children. With nowhere to go. They tried to go then book accommodations, but they were all booked because it's so hot in the summer there. I guess a lot of people are traveling there now. I don't know. And they couldn't find a place. So then they had to pay double and triple whatever they initially had budgeted. Do you see what I'm saying? This is why this stuff is serious. When you go to other countries, you never, never know. Um, And just fun fact it wasn't an Ethiopian they booked with, it was another group. So no hate on the Ethiopians. Okay. So anyway, let's get into the three areas we're going to talk about today. So just That was my big bonus tip. Download taxi apps, translation apps, and any types of apps you're going to need for accommodation and flights ahead of time. And that was just like my mini rant on that. Let's go into flights. First thing with flights is you're going to make sure that you are only, or or accommodations, um, or car rentals, or anything. You are only searching in incognito mode. If you do not know what incognito mode, it's a special private browser thing you can do. Go Google it. I, I don't know how to show you where you can do it in like, it's like a black screen where they cannot put cookies on your screen. Because what happens is when you try to book flights, they will definitely put cookies on your screen. And that's when you see how the prices start to go up, and then you're like, oh my gosh, it was $200 two minutes ago, and now it's $300, and they're trying to scare you so that you book faster, 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 when actually there is no threat. They're just putting cookies and they're watching how many times that you are um, going in there and looking at the same types of flights and accommodations and all that stuff. So I only browse in incognito mode. Uh, What I want you to know, the next thing about flights is the time of the year that you book matters. When I did my amazing trip to Southeast Asia, you better believe I did not do it in the high time. I did it in a time that was actually really, really close. It was when it was not hurricane season, but it was not after hurricane season. There was like this small window where it was like transitioning into not expensive at all and on its way to expensive, and I picked that little window, and because of that, I think I got flights for 400 and something dollars a person or something. It was just a very, it was like a third of the price. So the time of the year matters. If you have flexibility, use it. You will find a huge difference. The day, number two, for flights, for flights the day of the week matters. If you book a flight on Monday as opposed to Wednesday, as opposed to Saturday, as opposed to Sunday, total different prices oftentimes. So try to be flexible with when you're leaving and just, you know, play around with those. Um, the other one is with what apps am I using or what sites for flights? Okay. I tend to mostly only use cheapflights.com or something like a Skyscanner, and I think there might be one more. But typically, I don't go to Priceline, Kayak, and Booking.com first, because I find that those are more expensive. Even though they're cheaper than going to the airlines themselves, that's like my second resort. My first resort are always the cheaper ones. That is not, that's not all I use once I get in the country. So for example, I use those just to get out of my country to the country I'm going. Oh, I have one more tip. I'm going to give you, a, you're going to love this tip. Well, this one's a tricky one with COVID and I'll, 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 there's, I have a secret way to get extra countries for free. Um, I'll tell you in a second, and this is actually how I, tr- I, my husband and I, we went to France for free. We went to, where else do we go? I think we went to, um, maybe we went to Dubai. We went to Turkey for free. We go to many places for free. I'll tell you in a second. So, and I'll explain what I mean by free. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when, you, when you're when you booking, like there are particular. So I generally use cheap flights, Skyscanner, and then I'll go into the other ones. Sometimes you'll find other people mention other things. But yeah, like for sure, like go to those first, then go to kayak, Priceline, booking and whatever. And again, I play around. I don't find a flight in one day. I often I'm browsing in incognito for three to five days and I'm just like going all around. Like, let me change the day. Let me change the week. Let me change the, you know, like what if I do one stop versus two stop versus this, you know, and definitely check the layovers. What I want to tell you right now is because of COVID, the layovers are ridiculous. When I was going to Turkey the last time they were giving me these flights where the layovers were 24 to 36 hours. Now, normally that is a gift. That's amazing. And I'll tell you why in a second, but now in COVID it's not. Why? So what happens is, um, this is the part where I was going to talk about the free country. Um, so what I typically do when I'm going to get another country in for free. So, for example, if I'm traveling from here to Ethiopia and I'm taking Qatar Airways, which I don't typically do, but sometimes I get a great deal. I got a great deal this time, but like, you know, like going on Qatar because Qatar is amazing. Um, um, but like the thing is, usually what I'll do is I will... No, I'm coming from the U.S. to Ethiopia, so I will take an airline of a country that I want to visit. So we did want to visit Qatar. We haven't been there yet. We've gone to Oman. We've gone to Dubai. And we, we've been always meaning to go to Qatar. For some reason, it just never works out. So what we will do is we will intentionally have a two-day layover. You could do that. A two day layover in the country when a visit. Sometimes you can't do a full two days. Sometimes you have to do only 16 hours. Anywhere between 16 and 40 something hours, we try to do a layover because usually that means you can go out and spend one to two days for free in that country because they had to stop there. I just intentionally make a layover in that country that's really long. So I can only just get two days for free in that country and then I keep it moving as opposed to paying a flight to that country and a flight to the other country. And that's how I do it. Now, the problem with COVID right now is many countries will not let you out of the airport when I was going to Turkey um, I think that's what I was doing I was trying to take Qatar and the same thing with this time we're going to Ethiopia we were trying to take Qatar but I think right now uh, Qatar and Qatar, I think if you guys don't know this, Qatar is the other way, American way to say it, but it's Qatar, um, you right now only, you cannot leave the airport, um, in some places, and when you're traveling, not that I would take Air France right now, but I, in the past, I used to take Air France, now I'm like anti-Air France, anything France, period, because of, you know, this stuff happening with Muslims, but in the past, plus my husband's like, um, how do I say like visceral reaction to France? Like, he's just like nothing French, nothing from France ever. Forget them. And I'm like, okay. So, but before we used to go, um, you know, um, we would just leave the airport. It was beautiful. We went to the Eiffel tower. We had a 16 hour layover in France. So we were, we were on our way to like Ireland or something. And so we got out and We went, we had some croissants at seven in the morning when we got out, fresh croissants out the bakery. It was like, oh, you know, and I know I'm butchering the word croissant, so I'm very aware. And then nice, beautiful coffee. We went and had a nice lunch. Then we went in the Eiffel Tower. We, you know, we took pictures. We sat and ate in whatever the park, blah, blah, blah. We got a taxi and we went right back to the airport and we continued on our way. It was just like a little dream romantic stop and it was for free, right? But we tried to do that this time. I tried to do that in Turkey. With COVID, a lot of the countries will not let you leave the airport. So what they want you to do is to sleep in the airport for 24 to 36 hours. And I refuse. Now they have these things called hotels or something where they're making these mini pod um, hotels inside of the airports. I watched a YouTuber the other day go in the, into the the French airport and it's very tricky, but he ended up going in there and and getting to sleep for X amount of hours and go back out and then get another flight. But typically with these large layovers, they're not letting you leave the airport. So do take care. You have to really check and I'll do more COVID stuff in the next one. I'm not going to go too much. There's a ton of new COVID things going on. I'll do that in part four. Um, The next thing I want to tell you is About how to go between countries for an amazingly cheap price. And this is like a gem. I had a girlfriend, she taught me this a long time ago. She used to love to travel to the UK and she used to always tell me how to get to all these other countries in Europe like so cheap. So, for example, by the way, if you're from the UK, which many of our listeners are, there's so many cheap flights right now on Ryanair on Ryanair, if you look at Ryanair from the UK to other parts of Europe, like I saw $5 flights, $10 flights. I am not joking right now. You can go look it up. Crazy flights from the UK outside. I couldn't take them because I'm not coming from the UK, but I was like, oh man, what great deals. So what happens is once you're inside of a like a, a bunch of countries that are very close to each other in a cluster, you can often get to the other countries for extremely cheap. I'm going to tell you the two main airlines that I use that, one for Europe and one for Asia. When you get inside of Europe, you use Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Ryan Air. You can travel from country to country to country for $30, $50, $70, a plane ticket per person, extremely cheap. Now, you could also rent a car and drive through but this is another tricky thing we're going through right now. We're thinking of driving a car from Turkey to these other countries, but the problem is the borders. What's the deal? Do I have to take a PCR test? Could I just keep passing through? Do I have to quarantine? It's a lot trickier world now. So I will say back in the day, it was amazing to travel for all that stuff. Now, it, like when I say obviously COVID, it's not amazing to travel. But like, I mean, even if the country is quote unquote safe even if it seems easy enough, there's still a ton of annoying things because, and again, I'll talk about it more in the COVID one, a lot of the consulates don't know what the heck they're doing. <laughs> like I've talked to the Greek consulate, the Turkish consulate, and I cannot tell you, every single one's like, don't talk to us, talk to the other one. And then I go to talk to the other one, they're like, don't talk to us, talk to the other one. I'm like, oh my goodness, I went into six, in, in like circles, just circles, that's all I'm going to say. So it is a bit difficult where at this point, when you travel, you do need permissions and stuff, but like literally don't let that stop you. As long as you do what I'm telling you to do, you're going to be good. So no worries. All right. We'll talk about COVID later because that just putting a damper on the fun. All right. Let's talk about accommodations. With accommodations, I typically only use a go to an Airbnb. I will sometimes use hotels and stuff. Or Okay. If I'm traveling, just my husband and I will use hostels, H-O-S-T-E-L you could probably use something I think there's one called hostelsworld.com when you go to hostels and we did that when we traveled a lot in Europe um, you get really cheap accommodations they're not going to be pretty you're not going there for the hotel like when we went to Spain we were staying for 22 dollars a day in the most gorgeous parts of spain because when you go in a hostel it's usually for like backpackers we are backpackers by the way we tend to not bring a bunch of luggage we tend to just have a backpack and go this time we're probably not gonna because we are intending to do a good amount of shopping in turkey because i learned last time and you guys saw me that turkey has amazing clothing so instead of buying our kids' clothing and ourselves clothing this year from the U.S., we're gonna go to Turkey with empty suitcases and fill them on up because and gifts for family because um, it is incredibly cheap but incredibly high quality for the price and awesome halal modest designs like Madanisa. If you guys know Madanisa, there's like a bunch of modernisa type stores like modernisa we're familiar like that's the only store there is nope there's so many others there when i got there i was like ooh, this store is nice and that store is nice so follow me on instagram and stuff and you'll see that type of stuff i had to go on a bit of a fashion rant there for all the girls looking for clothing and stuff but yeah so we're going there with with pretty much empty suitcases. And, um, my husband's really excited. I'm like, what are we going to pack? And he's like, we don't need to pack. We're going to buy stuff. And I'm like, all right, no, you're into this right now, but we do need to still pack some stuff. And he's like, oh, like, and my husband's never like that. He doesn't into like to buying, but I convinced him that he can get certain things and he's pretty excited. So, um, so, okay. So I use a go to Airbnb I use hostels when we're traveling alone. When we're traveling with kids, we do not use hostels because they're not kid-friendly. What we do use is we use Airbnb and Agoda to often rent entire flats, entire apartments. Like right now in Ethiopia, I think we're going to rent one that is huge. It's something like, I don't know what it is, like, 1800 square feet I know that's different for not you guys don't want to use feet but basically it's so huge compared to a teeny little hotel room that either costs the same thing or more now I get a kitchen I get a a thing to wash my clothes we have two bedrooms we have a, a living area like it's just really nice so If you can use those things, it's way better for families to get like an apartment. So we often rent an apartment. It's not crazy. It's not like, oh, we're renting an apartment. Like we need a month apartment. Now, if you wanna get an apartment for a month, it is way cheaper. At one point, I will probably look into renting an apartment or a house in Thailand because we did go to Thailand before and I did like it a lot. Uh, we went to Bangkok, but we'll probably end up going to Chiang Mai, which inshallah ta'ala, which is in the mountains, which is beautiful and just gorgeous. And the fruit is just some of the best fruit ever. Other than Bali, Bali was probably the best fruit I ever ate on earth so far. allahu a'lam. But, um, Bali's expensive. It's a little bit more expensive, but, um, with um and I suggest that if you want to go to somewhere with your husband it is just a gorgeous place so beautiful I cannot say enough about how gorgeous it is there um and so yeah if you want to book you book um Airbnb Agoda that's what I use when I'm in Dubai I use Agoda and there's this other one Asia something I cannot remember I don't know why it was Asia but I remember I would book um entire apartments when I was in Sharjah or Dubai and I would, I would get it so cheap compared to a hotel and we would just like rent apartments as a family. So very comfortable for family travel. Um, just Dubai, you have to be very careful with the balconies. And I hate, to, I, I want to put a damper on this one, but I want to be really honest here. Um, in many places in the Gulf, the balconies are very dangerous and they do not tell you that many children fall off of them. And I didn't realize it was a thing until I got there. So do be very careful with that. That's just, I don't know why, but their their balconies are often lower in their railings than th- their safety. Their safety is just different. Let's just say that. Okay, so we don't do those. I always leave the door locked. My children don't use those and that's how we deal with it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, accommodations, I always go and get them in the outskirts of the city. If you go in the city center, you're gonna pay the most money. If you just go right on the outskirts, it's the best way to go. If you book for longer, you'll often get the places cheaper the more you book and if that's possible you know I know flexibility um, but that is definitely important and again flexibility of days when you book accommodations just like fright flights is very very important all right let's also go into taxis now we're gonna finish with taxis part three I know this is a bit long guys but I, I have a ton of information for you I'm looking at putting this into an article but we'll get there all right um, apps again for the country I reminded you to, to download those try not to go any okay if you're going to get robbed, okay, your three biggest expenses are the three that we're talking about today. Flights, accommodations, and taxis. Now, I tend to love certain countries that have been the countries that have robbed me the most. <laughs> i hate to say it. And sometimes they're Muslim and then you're like, ah, oh, like why? But this is the, the real deal. It's the real world people are hurting guys all over the world and people are trying to make money they see foreigners they they think that just because you come from the U.S. you have a lot of money we do not have a lot of money but yes we live in the U.S. this is where I was born okay just so you know like I personally was born here it's not like I was like it's not like I I was born with like riches okay just this is where I happen to be born people in the U.S. really range from being very poor to being very rich, but people think just because you're from the U S you have a ton of money, which isn't true. Okay. So what happens is when you go overseas, people are like, Oh, they're from the U S. So i never tell anyone I'm from the U S when I travel, just, you know, um, I don't lie. I just try to use one of our nationalities because that is true. Like this is our nationality. We try to focus on that because when you do mention you're from Canada, the United States, or, um, just certain places, like people charge you three times more instantly. And so we tend to use our nationalities, not our, Our ethnicities, I guess you could say, not our 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 nationality on our passport, because we do find that. Number two, for safety's sake, not a lot of people like Americans. (laughs) We have a history around the world, so for safety's sake, I often don't say it because I have found in places like Italy, I had a a couple things with people because they were so angry about what we did to them in World War Two, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're taking it out on me right now." Okay, then. And in certain countries, you know, in other countries, they get very there's kidnapping. So like. I'm not saying this is scary. You guys, I'm just saying like, these are just things that we do naturally. We just know not to do them. We don't even mention just for all these reasons. Right. And so we tend to just use our ethnicity as much as possible. And we find that we don't get robbed as badly, but here's the thing with taxis. We used to get robbed. We don't get robbed anymore because of the facts that I'm going to teach you right now. What I'm going to tell you is meters, meters, are important because at least you can track something. But no meter taxis means they can just make up stuff and you have no idea if it's true. Because like let's pretend you live in like where I live in New York. um, Going from one place to another you have a general sense of how much it costs. When you get to other countries you don't know how much it costs from that street to that street. You can google it all you want but when you get there someone's going to tell you something. Oh No, they're doing construction on the road, so now it takes longer. And you know what, that might be true, but you don't really know because you know you're not there yet. Or sometimes they'll take you really far around and make like it's a really big drive when it's actually just five minutes away. So what I always do, and this is what I'm gonna tell you is, many times, this is why I said to use the apps that are in their country. Um, I did this mistake in Turkey back the first time I, I visited there. I took a no meter taxi and I took a meter taxi. Both of them robbed me, but the no meter taxi obviously robbed me more because I didn't realize that I could download Uber in, ta- in Turkey. Now, I think they don't use Uber, but for some reason you can download Uber and you can still figure out how much it would cost to go there. And I'm not sure if they use Uber or not, like I said now, but I know they use something called BitTaxi, which is what we use. And in in, um, Southeast Asia, they use Gojek. So definitely download those first or you can Google like any other apps they have, but those are the ones we have ahead of time. But I didn't know that the first time. So that's why I'm teaching you guys, right? So um, Uber told us that, for example, the guy charged us $45 to take us from one place to another. And then we found that on Uber, it was only like $15. So now what we do is, if we do have to get in a meter taxi for any reason, we try to Google what it would cost in another app, even if we can't find a taxi from that. So we can just have a general sense of an idea of how much it should cost us, and that's that. Number one. Number two, always be sketchy of the prices they give you. Even when you get a meter taxi, watch the number that they put before you go. So for example, they know they are gonna put the meter on, So if it's supposed to, and I'm using dollars, it's not going to be dollars, it's going to be their exchange rate, right? If they put $5, you know, typically you put $5 on a meter and then you start running the meter or you put $10, like this is very typical. Sometimes I've seen people try to trick us and put $25 on from the get go. And I know there's no such thing. It's never that high. So, you know, if it's sometimes a couple dirham or dollars or liras or whatever from their countries to start the ride before the meter, that is typical. But to start it with a large amount and then go is not. And if they tell you their meter is broken, it can sometimes be a lie. And so I had that problem in Morocco. Everybody told me their meter was broken. I said, I will not take you unless you have a meter. And many of them were like, it's broken. We can't do anything about it. And I refused to take the taxi. And as I walked away, they're like, okay, okay. Oh, I got it. I got it to work now. I got it to work now. And then they put me in the taxi. And then they tried to rob me by putting too much money in, like I said before. And I was like, come on, guys. It was just, it was very stressful in Morocco. I'm not going to lie. Um... And so at the end of the day, it doesn't mean Moroccans are bad. Love Moroccans. Moroccans are great. But, you know, in certain parts of the world, you have to just be careful over others. And like I said, if you could know people and use services that are reputable, it's better. But if you have to deal with taxis, that's my advice. Use the apps to gauge. Watch what they put on the thing. If you do go in a meter ahead of time and just really um, refuse to do anything that you feel uncomfortable about, obviously don't take unmarked cars. I don't travel in these things without my husband always be with other travelers you know just safety first safety in numbers and all those good things renting a car can sometimes be cheaper than taxis look into that as well um, you just have to be comfortable with driving in another language maybe driving the other side of the road see I find that stuff exciting so I do that stuff all the time we drive on the opposite side of the road in other countries all the time and we, we just drive a lot slower we're just careful the roundabouts are really weird because you know, it's like if you do a roundabout in one country and it's the opposite direction and it's a roundabout, you're always like have that moment where you're like, is it that exit or that, am I on the right side of the road? Like we had that moment. But like I said, these are just stories to tell it as long as you're doing it it's safe. We tend to not rent motorcycles and mopeds and things like that. You could do all those things like when you go to Bali and you go to like certain islands, you know, Indonesia and this and that. But like for us, we don't because we're just afraid of safety. We have children. We're, we don't want any accidents and we just feel like it's not worth it. We'll just pay a bit more money to be in an actual vehicle. You never, never know. And we've heard all types of things. We've heard that people get pulled over more often when they're foreigners because I like to mess with you. There's bribery. So overall, we just we avoid problems. We're not looking for all that. We take taxis, we use these strategies, we don't have problems. So I'm giving you the real deal because I don't want anybody to go overseas and be like, but she told me and then, so I have to just be very, very real, all right? And let me tell you one more thing. If you are able to, don't take a taxi. And this is my last piece of advice for today. Um, Take local transportation for two reasons. One, because it's fun. You get to know the people. You get to really see the land and the community, not from a tourist perspective. And I'll tell you a perfect example in a second. Also, it is often a gazillion times cheaper than taking taxis. Let me give you point point blank. When I was in Thailand, I took a taxi um, the first day. It was $25 to take a taxi from, actually it might have been even $35, from this part of where I was to another part. The next day, I told my my family, I'm like, let's do public transportation. And they were like, no, it's in Thai. We won't know what to do. I'm like, look, we're just going to look at the stops. We're all going to learn some Thai. We're going to read. We're going to figure it out. You know, we have a bit of time. I took the same exact trip on the bus in Thailand. 25 cents. 25 U.S. cents. Okay. So in Asia it is extremely cheap in Southeast Asia to travel around if you're from the West. If you take this public transportation, Malaysia, I took the bus. I take it everywhere if I can. I, as soon as you get out of the airport, oftentimes there's buses and trams and stuff. You jump outside and you take a taxi, you're like... Like a sheep to the slaughter everybody knows you're a foreigner and they're gonna charge you a million times higher Sometimes you'll get to certain places and you have to take a taxi I think when I was in the airport in Rabat in uh, Morocco when I was in Antalya and Turkey It is a bit trickier. So you get into certain parts of the world You're gonna be forced to take a taxi, but if you can jump on a tram or a bus or whatever We did that in France. We just went straight on like the air train like it is so great. It's cheap. It's comfortable oftentimes and you just you just might learn a little bit of type, and if you you know or, or or whatever it is or French or whatever you have to look ahead of time just Google I often um, mapped where I wanted to go I had a general idea of how much it took I had a general idea of what the stops were called I take pictures of things um, you know like I just I have everything planned before I do a ton of planning like I said I'm, like I started in the beginning I'm a complete dork I have a book um, and so I'm just starting now for the first time in my life to share these tips publicly. So forgive me for a bit of my rant in the beginning on the bonus things to download. But I do want to remind you to download everything before. I do want to remind you that doing your research before is key. Writing things down. And I'll do one on prices next and how to get the best prices for things. Even if you have no idea how much things cost in another country. I've done that before. How to know where the best places to eat are. And to kind of, again, get the best prices, how to know exactly what to pack. I have huge travel tips after making tons of mistakes with that and um, just great stuff about shopping. And then when I get into part three, I'm going to give some family tips for for families traveling very specifically for family. And in part four of the series, we're going to go into COVID trips, very specific on current issues with COVID. All right. Love you guys for the sake of a lie. I know that was a big one, but we had a ton Ton of information. Very excited to share this with you guys.
0: All right, that was it for the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. You wrote down a couple tips. You're going to use them. Share them with your friends. Share this uh, episode with anyone if you think that they would benefit. And even better yet, guys, I love when you guys leave me reviews. If you do feel the need, go down there. Would love to hear how this podcast has helped you in your life. I read them. I sometimes shout people out on Instagram. In fact, I'm looking for more people to shout out in the next upcoming podcast. Just a heads up, if you're trying to book a DM with me or or like a session or a call Um, i have blacked out some of august because of travel people are saying i'm trying to talk to you and book a call but they're so overbooked they are but august specifically i've blocked out so sorry for that guys it's just temporary but follow me on instagram throughout my travels i am leaving at end of this weekend and i will be sharing it all on my stories all right see y'all there